It is just past thing 9:30 a.m. Thanks for coming back to our special live coverage of the new coronavirus uh here on TBS EFM. We've just got a message from our uh YouTube stream uh from a Ewald Brunus. He says thanks for coming in on a Sunday Alex and Aram and staff. Uh, and he's provided some facts for us actually. He says 2.2% death rate based off uh current numbers. Al Jazeera reporting that the Chinese government is now asking the EU for help. Yeah, and and no doubt China will be asking for help from various different quarters uh in in both help developing vaccines and medical support but also to try to play down the panic and, yeah. and try not to destroy its economy in the process uh, mm. that 2.2% figure is interesting because it really matters where you are uh, if we're going to say the death rate outside of china is 0% so mm. far and, and yeah. i hope it remains that way yeah. um even within china in Wuhan versus Hubei province uh, versus other regions, the, the death rate changes a lot. Uh, so the medical system, the response seems to matter a lot with this particular outbreak. Uh, let's um, get more an idea of the situation in China, though, the epicenter, mm. um, where neighbouring Hong Kong has been watching very closely, has been sorely affected by SARS in the past, and like mainland China, will be... Uh, trying to do everything it can to limit further infections. Sheridan Prasso, journalist with Bloomberg Hong Kong, joins us on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning. So there've been some criticisms that China's been rather draconian uh, with its measures to lock down Wuhan city and and other areas. Millions of people, tens of millions of people, uh, locked down. Of course, they'd be criticised if they weren't taking strict measures either. But um, there have been allegations that there was an eight-hour window for people to to leave in private cars before the lockdown went into effect. Can you just clarify some of the stories around this? Yeah, so uh, the decision to close down Wuhan came just before uh, the Chinese New Year. But by that time, uh, five million people, according to the mayor of Wuhan, had already left the city for other provinces, their hometowns, or, you know, holidayers going to places like Thailand, Malaysia, and elsewhere, where we're seeing the virus popping up. And then the government announced that Wuhan city would shut down along with a a number of other neighboring cities uh, in the province. That announcement came at 2 a.m. on the 23rd of January. That was a Thursday. But it didn't go into effect until 10 a.m. that day. So that left an eight-hour window for people with private cars to decide to leave the city. And an estimated additional one million people who may be carriers uh, did leave at that time. And so the question is where those people are now, if any of those are infected, if those are the ones that are popping up as cases in other provinces and really just, you know, how badly this exodus from Wuhan has allowed the disease to spread. Right. Now, can we get a sense of just how the Chinese public is responding to Beijing's handling of the outbreak? Well, it's, there seems to be two schools of thought. Uh, one is that the fairly draconian measures and a lot of cities and towns have taken their own measures to just close off their uh, their areas to outsiders, uh, not letting cars in that don't have local license plates, for example. For example, and uh, you know, in Beijing, you know, we know that buildings have 
you know, closed off their entrances and not let anybody who's not a resident inside. Um, some reports say that these measures are quite welcome as a sign of, of kind of a, a proactive uh, actionism, I guess is the best word for it, on the part of the Chinese authorities to try to stem the spread. On the other hand, some of the measures that we have been seeing also, such as using drones to uh, shout at people down in the street who aren't wearing masks to tell them to go home, um, you know, are also kind of raising questions about really how severe and strict these measures are. So it's a question of whether people will actually support the measures by the Communist Party and actually shore up its support or feel that the draconian measures and the lack of response by the Wuhan officials in the beginning of this outbreak um, are potentially undermining the credibility of the party. I've, I've heard, uh, Sheridan Presso, from people based in Hong Kong that it's very difficult to find masks or masks that are deemed effective in, in Hong Kong right now, although companies in some cases are giving them out to employees. What's the latest attitude in Hong Kong towards containing the outbreak and the sense of people there? So in Hong Kong, people are feeling quite panicky. As you know, we endured the SARS epidemic here uh, in 2003, and, you know, memories of that still linger, and there's a real sense of panic, I think, um, especially because there just simply aren't enough masks on the market. Some of the masks that are being sold uh, are at really highly inflated prices. People who are workers who still have to go to work in restaurants and in the service sector uh, simply don't have access to getting masks, and they don't know what to do. Um, so there's been calls for Carrie Lam to shut down the border entirely from arriving mainlanders. She's resisted doing that. They've closed a few of the border crossings, but not the busiest ones. The idea originally was to shut down potentially 80% of the traffic of visiting mainlanders. But as of Friday, the figures we have are that only 30% of the people were deterred. So there was an announcement also one day last week that the, that the, the government hospitals would treat for free anybody who was detected with the coronavirus. That also, according to rumors, um, led to... Uh, mainland Chinese crossing the border who felt infected, who had a fever, who wanted to come to Hong Kong for free medical care. And that also contributed to some of the panic here. Yes. Is Hong Kong able to do anything with its border without permission from Beijing? That's very unclear. Um, it does seem that perhaps uh, not all of the decisions about Hong Kong's border are being made in Hong Kong. But we don't know that for a fact, obviously. Um, but in response, I think the hospital workers have uh, become very alarmed at this situation, at the idea that more and more infected people may be coming into Hong Kong for medical care. And in fact, last night, they voted to start going on strike on Monday in order to try to force the government to shut down the border to further crossings. Now, the reason Carrie Lam has said that she won't close the border is that it's discriminatory, except that people who are from Wuhan or from Hubei province currently aren't allowed to enter into Hong Kong anyway. That's a declaration on a voluntary basis. So it's unclear whether people may be lying about it or saying they live elsewhere, which quite possibly they do. So it's, it's a very unclear situation. 
and really uh, people in Hong Kong are really very scared. Right, and amid uh, this situation, um, this comes after the months-long anti-government protests in Hong Kong. I don't know how and if so, how are the two incidents affecting each other? Well, the irony of this is that Carrie Lam tried to ban wearing of face masks during the Hong Kong protests. And now the government has quite openly said, you must wear a face mask if you are in a public place. Um, that's not an enforceable law, but that's just a recommendation. So at the same time, the issue of banning face masks is still in the courts and still being pursued by the government. It's not been dropped. Um, it was ruled uh, illegal at one point, and then the government pursue- is pursuing the case into a higher court. So um, we have this contradiction of You need to wear a face mask for public health protection, but at the same time, the government would like to ban it because of the protests. Um, So it's it's really quite a strange situation. Uh, In terms of the economy, um, Hong Kong's economy has taken a huge hit. We are in recession now, uh, in part because of the U.S.-China trade war that already affected uh, the economy here. We're quite involved, of course, uh, relying on, on China and affected by trade. But at the same time, the number of tour groups from China had dropped 90%. 90% of all tour groups were canceled into Hong Kong between September and December of last year. And that really caused a huge, huge hit in the restaurant services, hotels, and retail sector. A lot of retail stores have been closing. Some of the luxury stores, Louis Vuitton, Prada, are closing at least one of their outlets. Um, and so we do expect now if... If uh, indeed virtually all of mainlanders are halted from coming into Hong Kong, that's really going to have a huge impact. Sheridan Presso, journalist with Bloomberg Hong Kong, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure.